Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. If you like talent, you are in the right place. Welcome back to another episode of the Talent Factor Podcast. I'm your co-host, Damian Parson, with my guy, my brother, Keith Sanchez. Keith, baby, what's going on? Mic check, mic check. My mic is hot, so it's time to talk some football. DP, what's going on, my brother? Hey, nothing much, man. You know, just uh, just, just enjoying some uh, peace now. I got my Wi-Fi working again. Everything's kind of coming back to where it was, back to normal after a wild night last night due to a thunderstorm. But other than that, brother, I am all good, man. I'm good. Man, uh, Wi-Fi has quickly become a, a, a life essential, right? Like, it's right up there with, with water, food gas and so you need wi-fi right like you need wi-fi to operate um you know just to get things done you're right keith no no we all need wi-fi wi-fi is essential especially for us working from home uh and doing we couldn't do what we do we couldn't watch tape and write reports without wi-fi uh since we all live in different spots of uh of america so it is what it is man i got it wi-fi kicked up and and it's working again thank god uh but want to be thankful let's kick it over to our partners over at Bet Online as they continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon Finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action, bet online when the game starts. Keith, for this new series that we're going to be kind of introducing on this episode for the next couple of weeks as we get closer to the season, you know, the Pac-12 is, is about to be obsolete, but we're, we're they're still a conference right now, Keith. And and the Big 12, you know, they're still there, you know, uh, while everybody else is moving over to, the, to, you know, they're moving on up like the Jefferson. They're moving over to the SEC and the Big 10. But we're going to preview and we're just going to talk about our predictions for those two conferences, conference championship games. They're to decide who is the team that will be the top team in that conference. We're going to pick the two teams that are going to be in the conference championship game, and we're going to predict our winners, man. So let's start off with the Pac-12, the one that's, you know, everybody's kind of been buzzing about as of right now, all the departures they're about to have. Keith, looking at the standings, looking at this conference in, in totality, last year we had with Oregon and Utah, if I remember correctly, in, in the pack, in the championship game, and, and Utah with Devin Lloyd and some of the guys they have there, they pulled it out, and, and this year, you know, they've lost some guys, you know, defensively, with Devin Lloyd being a, a, a first-round draft pick. Oregon's got some new faces, and USC got the they the new shiny toy in the Pac-12. Keith, are you are you, you going to lean into that into that sunny LA type of love on this episode? What, what, what are we doing? So, who who are your two teams, Keith? Yeah, so I'm gonna go ahead and get it kicked off. Um, so for the Pac-12 championship. 
I went with USC out of the South, right? I went with the shiny new toy. Then I went with Oregon. Um, I, you know, there, there were a couple other teams that played a factor into this. I, I thought of Utah, obviously. Um, I thought of UCLA with, with DTR leading that thing and Chip Kelly and Zach Charbonnet coming back one year. But I just couldn't help but think about, right, Lincoln Riley, Mario Williams, Jordan Addison, you know, and just the, the how they just made wholesale changes to that roster both offensively and defensively and, and listen let's let's be honest right the reason why the Pac-12 is will be no more is because it's just not that strong of a division right I mean well not that strong of a conference so it's one of those conferences where a team like USC who I believe went four and eight I think last year they can easily turn that around and win 10 games like off a of, off a of scheme alone right like if you just don't lose to teams that you're not supposed to lose to being USC um, they, they they should be okay. And then so my Oregon pick, I picked Oregon because of this. I said, look, I said, um, you know, they, they lost their head coach, right? But I think they brought in a, a new head coach who has the same mentality, philosophy. He comes from the SEC um, and, and coach Dan Lanning. And I think he'll just kind of pick up right where they left off. I think they'll still be a, a majority run team. They have Bo Nix at quarterback now, so they'll be able to do a bunch of different things. And then um, their quarterback coach slash um, assistant offensive coordinator was with Auburn, right? So you know what you're going to get out of Auburn. You're going to get some downhill football. Bo Nix is going to tote the rock. There's going to be some run game. They have good defensive players with guys like Justin Flo if he manages to stay healthy. So I went with Oregon. Now, in a conference championship game, this was tough, right? Because I'm not going to lie. I'm a, I'm a defensive guy at heart, right? So I really wanted to go with Oregon. I like the tough, gritty, um, you know, style of football, you know, just kind of punching people in their face consistently for four quarters. That's my that's my style, right? Um, <laughs> then on the other side, it's like, man, like that's fun to watch though, right? Like the USC thing, like, you know, and then it's, mm-hmm. it's Caleb Williams and the respect that I have for him as a quarterback – so, little drum roll, I'm going to go with USC winning a Pac-12 championship this year. Um, that's my prediction. I just think, like I said, they made wholesale changes to that roster. Um, Bo Nix, I'm not a 1,000% confident in him. I, this is what I believe will happen. I think that it'll be a, a, a 30 to 25 type game. I, I just don't think Oregon will score enough points to keep up with uh, this high-powered USC offense. You know, Keith, I thought it was going to be me at first that was going to, you know, grab some lemonade or a nice drink on the beach in sunny L.A. But it was you on this episode, Keith. And that's where we part, brother, because I'm going with <laughs> I got to stick to my roots here because, you know, I'm very similar. I love the smash mouth physical downhill football. And, and with the changes that USC has made, man, Caleb. Super Mario, Jordan Addison, like offensively from a skill position standpoint, they're explosive. My two concerns is the defense and their offensive line. And that's why I'm picking UCLA. I'm picking Chip Kelly. I'm picking DTR. And I'm picking Zach Charbonnet. Yes, sir. I'm picking some physicality to overwhelm the finesse style of 
USC, man. I think you, you, you called them finesse, DP. You might as well go ahead and call them soft. Like, go ahead, go ahead and kick that out there. And just, I'm not, listen, soft. brother, I'm not calling them, I'm not doing that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not doing that at all, man. Hey, listen, you know, this is going to be the air raid. They, the ball, the, the, they're going to throw the ball all over the yard. But I, I look at what the, the mentality, like, I first of all, because I don't ever remember seeing that type of offense from Chip Kelly last year. Mm-hmm. You know, his time at Oregon was always spread, tempo, pace, speed. And to see Zach Charbonnet and Britton Brown running through face masks and do, do guys' face masks and stiff-arming the guys into the ground, just playing vertical, playing violent downhill, I loved it, man. And, I, and Zach Charbonnet, which – we all kind of expect him to, to go to the draft. He didn't go. He returned. And I feel like this is, is one of his moments where, hey, I got to show that I'm one of the best backs in this country and it's going to be in this draft. So I think for him, it's a lot riding on the line for him, DTR as well, Chip Kelly. Like I said, they, they have a good offensive line to be able to get downhill. I think they're going to put that pressure and lean on them boys. You know what I'm saying? Because there's one thing to shoot. Hey, we know it, right? Like, just like basketball, you can shoot threes all day until you have to defend and your legs get tight. So it's, it's one thing to, to, to run around and, and and run slants and go routes and, and everything feels right. Everything's moving well until somebody starts to lean on you. And I think UCLA and their brand of football will be able to lean and shorten the game and play time possession um, you know, and play clock control with USC and keep their offense off the field. And then I'm going to stick with you, though. I think Oregon is going to come out of the north. So we're going to have two physical teams in the Pac-12 championship this season. Now, for the winner, for me, it's, it's typically quarterbacks, right? They, they Almost quarterbacks decide everything. You know what I mean? When the teams are similar, we always look at quarterbacks. I'm not, you know, I'm not a big Bo Nix guy. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, kid. I'm not a big Bo Nix guy, but I, I – I'm going to lean with Bo Nix here because I feel that he, as a passer, I saw more development and growth from him last year, watching him on tape. And I know what he can do in terms of running the ball, being a power runner. He's got a little bit of juice to him. He's got some good arm talent. I'm going to pick Bo Nix over DTR in this game. And then, like you talked about, you know, Justin Flo defensively, Noah Sewell defensive, defensively. Defensively, I think Oregon matches up better with UCLA than USC does. So my vote for the Pac-12 champion is going to be Oregon for 2022. That's going to be my prediction. I think they knock off UCLA in a hard-hitting old-school type of early 2000s type of game, Keith. Okay, all right. I, I'm, I, I can respect the Oregon pick. We got to go back to this UCLA thing, man. We got to go back to it. We, 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 it's a cross-town rivalry, right? USC, uh-huh. UCLA. Now I feel like we have a, a talent factor rivalry. Um, you know, the fact that I picked USC and you picked UCLA. That was mm-hmm. a surprising pick. I didn't, I didn't think you were going to pick them. Um, did Was that a bit of a, a dark horse type thing, or, or you you think it's obvious, right? Like you think US, UCLA is, is, is head and shoulders above USC? 
No, 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 not at all, not at all. I, I think it's more stylistically. I think they are dark horses. They're a team that I don't think they're going to get a lot of buzz. Even with the guys returning that are more, you know, veterans on their roster, you know, we're going to look at the Oregon. We're going to look at Utah with Cam Rising at quarterback. You know, we're going to, of course, look at USC for all the things they've done and the guys that they're bringing in, they're about to be a powerhouse again, just in a whole different conference. Um, <laughs> eventually. But I, looking at it, I was just like, man, from – we, we know the saying, right? Styles make fights. And I think in that fight, in that battle, I think UCLA's style is just so physical, so downhill. This is a team that we talked about on the last episode that walked into a Saturday game against an SEC, top, SEC team of a program in LSU and, and, and fought tooth and nail, ended up pulling out that win. But they were able to match the physicality, the level of physicality, right? And but one thing we've known for with Lincoln Riley's teams, they've never really been able to answer that bell in terms of answering the level of physicality. Right. Uh, you know, and, and I think that for me is like until you prove it, which we talked about, you know, with their move to the Big Ten, is like, bro, you better start recruiting different. Because if you keep, if you keep these the the same type of guys you've had going into a black and blue just kind of country physical conference in the Big Ten, you're going to have some issues. So that's kind of why I picked UCLA. I think Oregon and USC and even Utah will be favorites. US, UCLA will be my dark horse. And I think just style make fights. And I think that they can pull off a victory. You know, pull off a victory. They were 8-4 and four last year. I think they can be better this year and knock off the mighty Trojans uh, with the new shiny toys that they have in the Coliseum this year. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned one team also um, to throw in the mix, and that was Utah, right? Because don't like they're never picked. It's just one of the most unsexy picks, yeah. that, you know, in, in any conference, right? Like you have UCLA, you have USC, you have Arizona State, you know, you have Oregon, you have all these schools that, you know, you think of sunshine and everything else, and then Utah, they they consistently <laughs> end up in the Pac-12 championship, right, out of, the, out of the South. So that was one team that I was really close to picking. Um, obviously, you know, just with, with Cameron Rising and then with that, with that head coach, you know, just the philosophy that he instilled as far as, the you know, their mental toughness and the physicality that they play with. So that was the one team that I was thinking about picking. But, man, I had to just simply go with my heart, man. My heart has always been a, a L.A. LA guy. I know I'm from the South. I've only been to L.A. one time. But, you know, I just – I, I was just about to say that you've been to L.A. once, bro. Yeah, I've only been once. I just – I couldn't shake the, the the you know, just how I felt out there, right? Like it was the sunshine. We were on Santa Monica Beach. I said, you know what? I'm picking USC forever, right? This is it's fight on forever, man. That's that's just how I feel. That's where my heart is. And I know it's usually not good to make decisions with your heart, but I did it. When I came up with my selections, I went with it. So we're gonna say fight on USC Pac 12 champions. Shout out to my guy Ray, man. Ray's probably gonna listen to this with like, Let's go, Keith. That's my guy. Like, yeah, let's go, Keith, because he's a USC fan. Listen, I hey, listen, if anything, bro, I, I love the explanation. You, you you LA by heart now, you know what I'm saying? By yeah, default, you LA. So listen, y'all I gotta get out there, see if see if LA can uh can can you know, I'm not gonna say corrupt as is a bad thing, but see if they can turn me over and, and get me into that to that LA mindset as well. Uh, I gotta get out there. But yeah, listen. I, I mean like I said, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting just to see how this whole thing plays out in this conference, man, because 
USC now, like you said, like we talked about, they have the pieces, the chips off- offensively to put up. Like, I mean, the NFL, 30 points a game is a lot. In college, 45 points a yeah. game is a lot. They have that type of offense, man. And, you know, Lincoln Riley and, and his offensive scheme and his concepts and spacing is going – bro, you got the, the reigning Belitnikoff winner that just transferred into your program with Mario Williams and Caleb. Like Mario – the Williams brothers, Mario and Caleb. Like, come on, that's hard That's hard to beat, you know what I mean, when you think about it. But I still pick UCLA. Yeah, no, nah, and, and I'll say this too because I feel like USC – is USC, is Texas, is Miami, right? That every two, three years, we ask the question, are they back, right? Like, we, we just always back? do it, right? They get a new head coach, they get a quarterback from, you know, some freshman quarterback or something, and we always say, are they back? But, man, I just, like I said, man, just just sitting down talking to Caleb Williams and, you know, just his, his perspective and his outlook, like the fact that he's not from California, he's not a California kid, he's an East Coast kid. You know, used to that grimy type weather, and you know he 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 understands the big picture. When we sat down and we interviewed him, he understands the big picture. We talked to Mario Williams. Mario Williams is a Florida kid. We know how those Florida cats get down, right? Like they're right. The real gritty, grimy kids, just on the field, right? Like great person to talk to off the field, you know, just in person. But just on the field, they, you know, it's it's an old saying how they say, "Get it how you live," and and that's how he that's how he plays the game. So I think that's what I'm I'm buying into that. Every two, three years, they say it's different, but actually being able to talk to those guys and, you know, being being around them and, and, and understanding their mindset, I'm, I'm definitely buying in on it. Now, listen, and one thing I can't say is I can't I, I can't blame you for that, Keith, because the tides is changing and, and I love everything that they've done. Um, like I said, for me, it's just I definitely I want to see the defense because that's going to be a big part for them. Yeah. The defense and the O-line. Like, how, can you can you consistently protect Caleb so he can get the ball to all these weapons? And not only that, can you play some defense to, okay, we score 45. Let's make sure the other team doesn't score 48. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. And, that, and that's that's what I'm looking at for them. And so it's going to be really interesting. Man. I, I'm excited for some Pac-12 after dark this year. I don't think UCLA is going to be – USC is going to be playing too much at night with these uh, with these high-profile players and coach that they have. You better put them on prime time, baby. Get them where the East Coast can see them and, and, and really make the – you know, because it's going to do a lot with betting too, as we talked about with bet online. So um, – but let, let's jump to another conference that is not as profound, I would say. It's the best way to put it. Not as – they're not as, as – polarizing as the Big Ten and the SEC either, just like the Pac-12. Let's talk about the Big 12, Keith. And, you know, you you brought up a team. You said, are they back? And that was Texas, right? Um, One of the teams that I have in the Big 12 championship, Keith, is going to be Texas. Okay. I got Texas. And this is tough because for me, this was more of a three-team discussion in my mind I was looking at and two of the teams finished with 12 wins last year and that was Baylor and Oklahoma State Texas finished five and seven so I know people look at like Dame like DP what are you doing like they weren't good last year trust me guys I get it I understand but they got a quarterback now and Quinn Ewers uh second year Xavier Worthy they brought in coach Marion right they 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 have the best running back in football and B. John Robinson they got Dave, DeMarvin overshone on defense, and I like what they're what they're what they're building over there. And I think with the changes 
with the coaching staff, adding Marion, bringing in some of the, uh, the other guys they brought in, a healthy Bijan because Keith, you studied him. I, be- I believe Bijan missed a few games. He got you know kind of yeah, dinged up last year. Back another season, yep. yeah. So like having the full season, the Bijan's gonna be huge, right? Like because he's the guy. You, like we, what's the saying? The the straw that stirs the drink. He's the engine of that team and that offense. Defense is going to be geared up for him. And then you know the Big Twelve, they play a lot of three three five defenses. So it's like, well, Bijan, go ahead and run. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just so they, I expect that. So Quinn Ewers now having the time, the chance to prove why he was the top quarterback in his class, being that five star transfer from Ohio State. I go, I'm going with Texas, and man, it's between Baylor, and OK State. And I'm gonna go with OK State. Now the reason why I'm gonna go OK State, Keith. Okay. I'm going with the quarterback. Spencer Spencer Sanders, a returning veteran quarterback in this conference, dual threat guy. He can make throws. He can really hurt you on the ground with his legs. And if you're going to play that 3-3-5 and you're going to give us a lot of space and running room, they, this is a team that does not mind running the ball with the RPOs, the read option, the inside zones. Then they'll pull it out, pull that ball out the belly of the beast, and, and hit you downfield when they get when you give them uh, favorable matchups. And he is the X factor. Where if you go ahead and play man to man and you turn your back to him, he's gonna gash you for about 15, 20, even thirty yards because he's got some wheels on him, Keith. And I think the, as well as defensively, they were really good last year. Also, like I said, this is a team that was five and zero at home. They they won you know they they lost uh, one game on the road and I believe they and they lost to Baylor if I'm not mistaken in the in the uh, Big Twelve Championship so I'm going Texas OK State Texas is back I'm giving the Big Twelve to Texas Keith <laughs> I'm telling you right now baby I'm going with Quinn Ewers Bijan is about to have a about to have a year Coach Marion's going to show why he's one of the best offensive minds in football the inventor of the go go offense when he was in Hawaii so Texas man. Throw the horns up, Keith. Like, Texas is back, baby. Let's go. Throw, like let's it, I go. Like I like it. I like it. So, man, I um, it, it was. I think it was a four-team race for me, right? And then this this conference is interesting because they all play each other, right? So you, you're going to get a, a preview of the championship game in some version, right? So, man, I, I thought, obviously, my, my four that came into it, I had Texas, I had Baylor, I had Oklahoma State, and then my dark horse team, was Iowa State. Um, we all know my guy Xavier Hutchison is over there. So, yep. but I, I knew that they lost the rush a lot, right? They lost Brees Hall. Um, they have a new quarterback, so I had to take them out. I had to like, okay, look, man, it's just too many things for me to make a prediction to say that y'all will win the Big Twelve. Um, then I thought of Oklahoma State, but I couldn't quite pull a trigger on them either. So, I went Texas. I went Texas on one side, and then I went Baylor on the other side, and I, I think it's gonna make a great conference championship game because you're talking about an offensive team, an offensive powerhouse, right? And like you said, you said with Sarkeesian, with Coach Marion, you're talking about Quinn Ewers, you're talking about Jaleel Billingsley, you're talking about Bijan Robinson. And then on the other side, you have one of the best defensive tackles in the Big 12 in Apu Aika to stop that, to stop that run game. And then you have Dave Aranda standing on that sideline you know, that's just ready to go to war with Steve Sarkeesian, right? And I believe that they've seen each other a couple times from when Sarkeesian was at Alabama and, and, and Dave Miranda was at LSU. So that's mm-hmm. going to be a hell of a chess match. 
Um, and I, I thought, I'm like, man, this is going to make out for – it should make out for a really good game and what the Big 12 needs. Because like you said, the Big 12 lost some prominence over the years, right? It's become a, a one-man show and it's really just simply been Oklahoma and then they make it to the playoffs and then get bounced, right? But right. I think this is the type of game they need because it has some of that star power, has some of that star-studded, um, you know, appeal to it for the fans. But I'm going to go with the win. <sighs> I think Texas is going to pull it out. I think Texas Let's is going to pull it out. Let's go. Throw up the horns. Um, and I'll say because of this, man, Baylor lost a lot, man. They lost two, you know, their, their top two running backs. Mm-hmm. They lost Tyquan Thornton, who's a, a top wide receiver. So I think them just – Jalen Petrie. Yeah, they lost Jalen Petrie. Man, so they lost a cornerback also. Um, man, they lost oh, yeah, yeah. safety. I mean, not a safety, I'm sorry. Linebacker Terrell Bernard. So they lost a lot of pieces, man. It's just going to be a, a new team. And while I think that Coach Aranda and the rest of that coaching staff, man, I'll give shout-outs to all those guys. Coach Aranda, and we have my guy, Coach Caleb Young. We have Dennis Johnson. Shout-out my girl, Kiva Sola. So I'm very familiar with that staff. Um, but it's, it's, it's just the fact of, you know, just putting new pieces there. And, you know, sometimes, you know, in the championship game, the lights just, they might shock you for that first time. So yeah. um, that's why I went with Texas. And I think they just have, Texas just has that star power. Um, you know, similar to to what USC has as far as the the offensive firepower. So I went I went with Texas. I think they'll get it figured out. And I'll say this, man, I feel extremely confident um, that even if Quinn Ewers doesn't get it done, we had a chance to speak with the backup quarterback Malik Murphy, and that guy is 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 is, is not short of any talent either. So if Quinn Ewers if Quinn Ewers busts, then they'll slide Malik Murphy in. He's six five, six six. Look like he runs a four five, and he'll get the job done. So man, I think it's just a, it's just an embarrassment of riches of offensive power. Oh, absolutely. And keep and, and to your point, when you talk about you know just the defensive line at, at Baylor, and I'm not going to try to repeat his name because it's just not about to happen. <laughs> but <laughs> like he he's a big piece. Like you talked about, especially with the defense they run, and and I will say the 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 weak link offensively for Texas is going to be that O line, and, and so they, these guys that come in and, and prove that they can handle that type of power and physicality that I'm gonna say Ica I was a you know for short uh, that he, that he's going to bring to the table because he's a big physical strong presence in the middle of that defense. And if you can't block him, he's going to take up two gaps so that, you know what I'm saying? He's going to call, he's going to force you guys, force Texas to double team and dual dual block him, which will allow the linebackers to kind of have some extra space to run and, and to shoot gaps and really run fit. So, and if this, and that's the thing is like, even with yours and the receiver prowess and powers they have, if you stop Bijan, what does this offense look like? So it's like that's 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 going to be a big key too. But I, you know, I'm not talking us trying to talk us off the would, off the I would ledge. Like to ask you this: Does their receiver receiving core scare you a little bit? Obviously, we know they have Xavier Worthy, right? But mm-hmm. outside of Xavier Worthy, because he's a he's a fairly slender guy, right? He, he's a he's a more vertical threat, vertical stretch guy, probably what 175 pounds. So yeah, uh, yeah. their receiving core, or do you get concerned about them being able to? throw the football to other weapons because we we know that they obviously they got a tight end but you know I, when I was you know trying to go through this and put them in the, the the Big 12 championship game that was an area of concern for me also with with the with the offensive line 
No, for sure. Like, and I, they brought in um, uh, Isaiah. I think it's Nior Nayer. Uh, he's a transfer. Wyoming. Yeah, so he's a, he's a transfer. Jordan Whittington can, has some burn. He can go. So I, I think for for them, it's a little more. Okay, we know who the top, like you talked about. We know who the top dog is, and that's worthy. So this do, do teams look at this offense and this receiver? Like look at this offense in totality. Like okay, let's try and limit the big plays from Bijan and Worthy and make everybody else beat us, right? Like, okay, if I'm playing the Cavs and I got Kyrie and LeBron, let's stop. Let's try and limit Kyrie and LeBron. Let's make, you know, Matthew Delavadova or somebody. Let's, let's make somebody else beat us, right? Yeah, right. So, so, so your concerns there are definitely valid, uh, you know, because like I said, even though uh, Isaiah's, a talented kid, you got to see how he, how he fits into the offense. How does him and, 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 and Quinn Ewers, do they, how do they mesh and how quickly do they mesh, right, as the season progresses? So now that's a very valid question. It does, gives you, does give a cause for concern because you know for a fact that there's one guy, but you don't know who's going to be the next guy to take that next step um, and, and who's the guy that you really need to focus on outside of Xavier Worthy. So, no, it's a, it's a valid question, man, for sure. Like I said, it's, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Texas, but there's definitely some things that could go wrong. <laughs> in, in, in only Texas fashion could these things that could go wrong go wrong. So let's hope Texas doesn't Texas and these things go wrong and mess yeah. up our prediction. So Yeah, no, nah, I mean, we just spoke about it, right? When I was talking about USC, this is another one of those teams that every three years we say they're back. So they, mm-hmm. they, they definitely have to prove it. But, man, I, I just thought of how the NIL has quickly opened the door for these type of programs, right, that have right. these prominent names, and they all they have to do is is just win the transfer portal to give themselves a shot, you know, at, at returning, and it's and it's quickly, right? Because usually, you know, when we were talking about a new head coach and things like that, we would say, okay, Texas will be back, Texas is back, it'll be a two three year rebuild, right? But now they have the opportunity because they're able to overhaul these rosters that they can be back the very next year. And, and I, I think what makes it interesting and one reason why I want to do both of these conferences, right, is because these conferences are simply not that strong. Like, like to go from first to – I mean, worst to first is not that hard. Like, especially the Big 12. Like, this seems like there's a different team that comes out of the blue that's putting up 55 points every game. Like, we can easily see TCU, right, end up being one of those top teams. So, you, you just never know. A, a Texas Tech, right, they, they have a Patrick Mahomes – part two coming through there, and then now they're the team putting up all of those points. So, right. man, I, I thought just with both of these conferences that they're, they're, they're really toss-ups. I, I Obviously, I went with both of the, you know, the big names. You know me, I'm a, you know, somewhat flashy guy, right? So I, I went with the two <laughs> big names in USC and Texas, uh, and, and I, I think they'll get it done. Now, for sure. And you brought up earlier the bright lights, and, and and looking at Texas, you know their receiving core. It's a lot of youth, right? It's either, you know you got redshirt sophomores, you got freshmen, redshirt freshmen. Yeah, I think it's only one senior, um, and then one redshirt junior. So it's 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 some it's some youth there. So it's like can't will the bright lights overwhelm them? We will we we will see. But you know we we definitely picked Texas to win the Big Twelve. We you picked USC, I picked or uh you know uh, Oregon. Uh, to win the Pac-12, so we, we we got a couple more, you know, conferences to to go over over these next couple of weeks, Keith, and then we got some 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 fun stuff coming for all of the talent factor fans, man. So as always, we tell you guys support, continue to support us. Find us on your you know your local uh, podcasting sites, you know. 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. Subscribe, share, download, leave a five-star review, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. And as always, I'm your co-host of the Talent Factor Podcast, Damian Parson, with my guy, Keith Sanchez. And Keith, baby, what is the slogan? Remember, talent is always the factor. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.